0: This is Steve with the Punch Up Podcast. With me on this uh,
1: That was you. That was all you That was all me.
0: I'm gonna do it again.
1: I'm gonna do it again. You haven't done that in a while. I'm not gonna edit it. It's gonna you're just gonna sound like you're bumbling.
0: You're not gonna take that out? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. With me on this episode are Jesse Preisendorfer. You didn't even go back to the top. You just he's not he's not gonna fix it. He's not gonna fix it. Okay. Jesse Preisendorfer. (laughs) Hey Steve. Kevin Reagan. Hey Steve. Dave Jadico. Hey Steve. And our storyteller, Sean Roach. Sean, good to have you back, buddy.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here in my studio.
0: <laughs> and your studio looks great. We see some artwork in the background. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? It looks like a, is that a seascape? I'm I'm looking at. Yeah. Let's take a closer look. Yeah, this oh, okay. Is a... we'll, we'll describe it for the listeners. Dave, give it some good descriptors here. Okay. All right. Well, it's. Oh, wow. That's, Let's do that after the intro. That's a good idea. <laughs> that is gorgeous. So we're looking at, like, uh, my brother's a surfer. That's a good wave. That looks like that's a good six-foot wave, maybe.
3: Yeah. There's a wall. There's a With wall. With another wave
0: it looks behind like- it. I'm sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. Oh, you're describing the wall. Get out The it. wall,
3: and there's an easel. <laughs>
0: what would you call that color, Jesse, on the
1: wall? I would
3: call it like a dark chocolate charcoal gray. Okay, yeah. getting back to the, the painting. The painting's on a, it's on a canvas, it looks like.
1: It, well, and it's got a frame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is
0: tough art crowd. Uh, is this magic hour I'm looking at here, Sean, or, or is it morning?
2: This is that magic hour, Yeah. Yeah, that is
0: beautiful. I, I, thank I haven't you. To put that on the website. Oh my God, yeah. That is, That's a gorgeous, gorgeous painting, Sean.
2: This is all I've been doing, is I just make these paintings of sunsets and, and beaches, and it's
1: pretty great. It's so calming <laughs> and beautiful, and I hope Sean's story is about drowning
0: in death. Yeah, drowning in them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it should be an uplifting story. We never get those. Oh, okay, well, good. This should be refreshing then. I had to write a couple notes. So I may have to check them on occasion because this story has so many pieces to it. I'm very in
0: favor of notes, so that's not a problem.
2: Great. Uh, So this past September, my wife and I decided that now that we live on Martha's Vineyard regularly year round, we should learn about sailing because we learned about this amazing boat. So have you guys heard of the Black Dog Tavern? You see people all over the world in black dog shirts. It's a black Labrador, that's the logo. It's very common. Is that a Treasure Island reference, Black Dog? Oh, uh, could be. I think they just had a Black Dog, and they named okay. all their Black Dogs Black Dog, apparently. That's what I hear.
0: Creative. This is a tavern in Martha's Vineyard?
2: Yes. It started right there on the beach in Vineyard Haven, which is the town I live in on the island. And this guy, Bob Douglas, who started the Black Dog, and now it's this huge you know, franchise. I mean, they have merchandise of these shirts just all over the country and they're- So so it's not like from the 1700s or the 1800s? No, 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 no. He started those, I guess, I'm going to guess in the 60s or 70s, he started the tavern and then the merchandise, people started buying the shirts off the servers, like in the street. Oh, wow. And that became so popular that then they now, the majority, I think, of their revenue comes from selling merchandise don't wow. like a hard rock cafe, but they have like a couple of bakeries and coffee shops and a tavern here. Yeah, but the guy who started all that wasn't apparently very interested in any of that shit. Money? Uh, he was in sailing, no. so he he okay. did, his name's Bob Douglas, and in 1964ish, I think he designed and built this uh, schooner, which is 108 feet long, and it's the only uh, square rigged. Topsail schooner with no auxiliary power in the world. So think 1850s sailing ship with no motor, with huge sails that go up, I don't know, I'm going to guess
3: 70 to 90 feet. Wow. You got yourself a mizzen. You got a mizzen mast on Yeah, that? there's a
2: mizzen in the mix. Is there there's a sloop? I don't think there's a sloop. Is there a crow's nest? There's a jib. No, no crow's nest. We got a poop deck in this I situation. There is a crow's nest. Forgive me, there is. I don't, I don't know if there's a poop deck but there is a deck okay and you know it's got one of those big wheels that's wooden with all you know it looks like a steering wheel yeah yeah exactly it's okay. a steering wheel so it's it's very it's all wood you know it's yeah. really beautiful he designed this thing and the guy had never built a boat before and he designed it to like to teach people about sailing so it's all lined rigged. So there's no, nothing automatic on this thing. When I say no auxiliary power, there's no way for them to go in reverse. Like all boats now have like a diesel engine and a propeller so that when they navigate a Harbor or, you know, to get into a mooring, which is, you know, a parking spot for a boat, yep. this has none of this. So it has to be always moored out in the middle of the Harbor where everybody sees it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So the black dog has two tall ships, uh, the Shenandoah, and the Alabama. And so the Shenandoah is the one we went on. That's the right. big- so the bar has two tall ships. Yeah, and they're very well known on the vineyard. Named for southern places. Yes, exactly. And so now, exciting enough, they're they're building a third one. And Bob Douglas, Captain Bob, I'll just call him Captain Bob. He designed this thing. I think it's pronounced Captain. Captain Bob. Captain Captain. <laughs> You're, right. You're right. So Captain Bob designed this thing <laughs> in the hopes of having people come on and I think eventually it evolved to every summer, he takes like all the fifth grade classes from the whole island. For each week, he takes a group of 30 kids on the boat and they essentially live on the boat for like six days.
0: You know what the, they're called? Future drinkers. I mean, like, this is, he's That's just so creating, <laughs> just like, yeah, this is like, you know. He's,
1: this guy was in sales, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, you said
0: he was in sales. Did you mean sales oh boy. as, in wow. as, as oh boy. That. Okay. That's one of those good homonym jokes? Yeah. Yes. Was it good? Was it good? Is the homonym. Very good. So I, I do have to ask a quick question, Sean. You said the original boat that he built was the first boat he ever built. Yeah. And it's still around. Yeah. These last two boats that were also built, like the shipbuilding is a, a skill and a, a science. Yeah. No trial and error, just immediately went to
2: the final product. He's referred to as a boat-building genius. I think okay. there are terms for that. But people are, are mesmerized by what, what he was able to put together. Yeah. But everyone knows the Douglas family as the Black Dog family. They're yeah. like this family on the island that have all the, you know, everybody knows they're well-to-do because they have this amazing franchise. But it turns out, as I learned on the ship, that Bob really is just all about the Shenandoah, And so he captained okay. this thing. Captain. Patented it till till like 2018 or 19. Okay, and he's now in his I think late 80s, right? Wow. Okay. So the sh- and the ship is in a terrible state of disrepair. Of, oh, or it was. And so this some people created this. They call it the fuel program, and that stands for. Uh, wish I could tell you what that stands for. We'll figure it out. F U E L. Yeah.
0: It's an interesting acronym to choose know, for a yeah. boat that doesn't use fuel.
3: I yeah. know we we all take some issue with that, but <laughs> it stands for "fuck you," you elementary land lovers. Okay, yeah. like that.
2: So, point is, is Captain Bob has retired, and now they're continuing to do the same thing where they're taking fifth graders out for a week during the summer. Fuel is doing this, right? The fuel folks, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so fuel is doing that, and uh, so there's a new captain now. His name's Ian, and he's in his late 30s and very enthusiastic, and and he was a kid in fifth grade on the boat oh cool. you know some yeah. years ago what 30 years ago whatever it's called cultivation is what that's called he was cultivating and so a lot of the crew are people who have done it and so we're very excited about it. so a friend of ours was like listen they're doing the finale cruise at the end of the summer which is like the second to last week of september they're like finale cruise you know they have a child that's a similar age to ours and they were like listen we're gonna go on this thing you know we're gonna pay i, I think it's like uh $1,200 a person or something like that, right?
0: It's a fundraiser. It's I guess it's a
2: nonprofit, a nonprofit's tied into it somehow. It's... Yes. And what they're doing is they were able to raise like 600,000 to fix up the boat Wow. before. Okay. And they spent all winter doing that. And Bob used to do that. Like every few years he would, you know, be sanding the underside of the hull apparently. And, and this is the Shenandoah you said, right? The Shenandoah. Yeah. So if you okay. look at Shenandoah schooner, you can find images of this beautiful boat, right? Our friends said we're gonna do this finale cruise. Yeah. And you know, it's a family thing. And we were concerned, like, you know, you're disconnected. There's no power, right? Yeah. You're in a cabin for a week with no electricity. My kids are jacked on video games. Oh, yeah. That we lost that battle. Disconnecting from screens is a seeming nightmare for us.
0: That's not a thing in 2022. How big is this?
2: That how many people are going to go on this thing for a week? So it's 108 feet from bow to stern. So you I think they can have about 35 to 39, somewhere in that ballpark. And that includes the crew, I think. For a week. And the crew is like around eight or nine of them. Yeah. Can you imagine cooking, you know, food for 50 people? So I'm gonna get into all that because yeah, it's that's
0: complex.
2: Yeah. So how do you cook without electricity?
0: Right. I'm guessing fire.
2: Yes. So they okay. have they have a cast iron coal burning stove in their galley that every day has to be manned. Yeah, they, Someone stays up all night on that boat, 24 oh, yeah, seven. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Watching the stove. Wow. So our friend says, we're gonna do this cruise and, and we decide we're gonna do it. We're very excited to do it. Cool. And we're able to get a discount and they're super kind. Did you say the kids were or were not gonna come? The kids are coming, yes. They so are gonna come, okay. And yeah. we reached out to Fuel and they pitched it very much as like, listen, this is a family thing normally it's just kids but now we're allowing families to come on and our crew is great with kids don't worry about downtime from screens like this yeah. is great there's
0: plenty of deck swabbing to go around yes exactly. and
3: we're like that sounds great that sounds great they just drag them in the water after the boat to attract the big fish yeah. to come They're in the chum people. they call them chum yep. it, they call them chums, yep. So right, so packing, we got to
2: pack. It's all a rush to get down there. You know, we, yeah. we we get down to the dock and we definitely don't know how to pack for a trip like this. It's in our modern <laughs> world, we don't know what to do. So we're we're already kind of keyed up about overpacking.
0: Yeah. Are you right about being cold? Like maybe a night, like uh, you're going to- Yes, yeah. yeah. So
2: it's late September. So the ocean is, is the warmest that we'll see it the entire- year for us Martha's Vineyard yeah this is September's the month to come to swim August the water's cold right September it's beautiful but the air it gets cool and cooler
0: Cooler. Uh, I'm guessing though you don't need to pack like a suit for dinner or this is not a black tie affair it's like you're going camping for a week
2: yeah yeah but, you know, even camping, like if you don't camp a lot, you're like, I don't know what to, yeah. I don't know how many layers. I don't know. Yeah. We're reaching out to fuel and we're asking. And, and they send us a list of things which um, was missing a few key items that we've now recommended they put on the list.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you all want to guess what those items are before he gets to them? TP. Oh, that's a good one. Raincoat. Raincoat?
2: No, raincoat was on there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: Spare pillow, like a pillow. I'm was like gloves. Jesse, I'm really impressed. I, I don't think they say pillow, but pillow, I think you nailed it. That was one of the ones that our friend who is on the board of Fuel yeah, was like, oh yeah, we're bringing pillows and sleeping bags.
1: Every time you say Fuel, Sean, I can't help but think of like a metal band. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but like
0: that's what I
1: pick. I need to look time. it up, but
2: yeah, yeah. So what-
0: I guess the F is for funding, fund maybe, or future and does the U have an umlaut?
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm amazed yeah. there's
0: no B for boat or S for sailing.
2: Yeah, you know. Okay, so come on, let's look. Let's just do this right now. Get this out of the way. Yeah, you look it up. Do it, Jesse. You want to describe the painting again while he's looking this up?
3: Well, the 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 ceiling in front of the painting has looks like track lighting, but it looks like it was installed after. Yeah, right. It recessed is what I'm trying to say, and it looks like there's two rows of it, maybe.
2: It Come on. It's not even, you go to the website and it's not even there.
0: It was a ghost ship. It vanished as soon as I got off of yeah.
2: it. I think you is for under, underway or undersea, education, long. <laughs> <laughs> no. Those are words. They are <laughs> they definitely have, words. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Can we delete this part of the podcast?
1: No, there's no editing. Let's start over. Steve, Steve, get the intro. <laughs> yeah. Steve would Do, watch a
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. So I digress. So the other thing was earplugs. That's the other thing that wasn't on the on the list.
0: Well, earplugs, but there's no there's no motor. What,
2: what's the earplugs for?
0: Well, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. The screaming of the children. Yeah,
1: right. But yeah. The sirens. All the sirens out on the rock. The retching and vomiting.
2: Yeah. The wailing. <laughs> His wife's voice none of you are wrong. Um, So we get to the dock and we don't know who's going to be on this thing, but we heard it's going to be a bunch of other families. We arrived at the dock, which is right next to the Black Dog Tavern because they own that little part of the harbor there. Convenient. Right. Sure. So we show up and with way too many bags, but we tried not to go crazy. And this dude named Chip or Flip or Dip, or I can't remember what his name is. He says first thing without even getting to know us is like, somebody overpacked. Uh, And my wife is instantly fucking livid. Yeah. This guy, I was like, no, 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 don't. Not the first minute. (laughs) We have our enemy. (laughs) What are you doing? He saw our faces, I think. He spent the rest of the week trying to make up for that comment, but it was too late. And then the cases of alcohol. Oh, yeah. we just seen cases of wine and liquor and oh, yeah. and our friends were we like, hey, you guys coming down to the doctor, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, The kids are already on. They have, like, two teenage sons and then one child that's our child's age. It's similar in age. And they're like, we're already on. But the husband, Ethan, he's at the liquor store loading up. And I'm like, well, I thought we were going to do like, doing a dry week. Like, we we're all. It's like camping, Sean. Yeah, bottle per night. It just wasn't how it was pitched to us, which is fine, right? But we are people who like preparation and we like planning, and fine, that's fine. All's good. We're still planning to like do a dry week just for the sake of it.
3: How many hours did that last?
2: Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, four knots. knots. (laughs) knots. Yeah, I think it was about four knots.
3: Knots is a speed,
2: (laughs) uh, four leagues. Four (laughs) leagues
3: that's the distance.
2: It's, yeah, leagues is good. Okay. So what happens next? We get on the boat. We're in the harbor, and they have to use the yawl boat, um, which is like essentially their rowboat with a little motor on it on the end of it, which hangs off the back of the boat. That's why they call it the yawl boat, I think. So whenever they want to bring this enormous schooner up to the dock, so that people can get on, they can't even come to the dock. Actually, most of the time, they have to be a little distance away. To get out of the harbor, if you throw your sails up in that location, things could go bad very quickly. Right. Light wind and you're going this way and that and running into some other boat. So we get in this yawl boat, like a tugboat, pushes the entire sailboat
0: out. Can you imagine how embarrassed the schooner is? I mean, like this big majestic boat. Yeah. Yeah. And this stupid little dinghy is like pushing it around.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. In front of everyone so and that's their hope with the new boat is to they're building a new boat that's going to ha- actually have a diesel motor with a propeller in it and stuff like that. oh, oh cheating that's all that and that's going to be they're getting a steel hull built for it so that's going to actually be able to travel the world and they're going to be able to okay. take high school kids for three months but still all the rigging will be all like lines like no nothing automatic okay right they'll just be the diesel propeller so that they can get in and out of harbors but then otherwise the plan is to teach teenagers to take them out for three to six months and travel the world like sailing like like our actual sailor used to do in the 1800s like pretty amazing
1: and this is all sponsored by foundation for underway experimental learning there it is thank you is
3: that real kevin or did you just make that
1: up say it again say it again foundation foundation for underway experimental Learning.
3: So they're named fuel, and there's not a drop of fuel on the boat
1: yeah
3: I think everyone takes issue with that,
2: but more importantly than anything is the people that run that foundation are fantastic people who have yeah. a great vision and I totally support them
0: Yes yeah, we are not critical of them yeah we love
2: but them. the name yep. is an ideal yeah but <laughs> it's already set in stone so yeah. So we get on the boat, the kids are on the boat, we're getting out of the harbor now. Oh,
0: how do you how do you pick a room? Is it like when you go to a house with your family when you're kids and you get a vacation house and it's Oops. first come, first serve?
2: No, yeah. you think you think so, but no, it's all assigned because these cabins are tiny. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the hull of the boat the hull of the ship, you know, is shaped like this kind of curved V, right? Yeah. And the bunks in the cabins are right against that. Okay. Right. They're like one bunk is down here on the lower part of the curve of the V. Okay. And the other one up above it, but they're not. It's not directly above it. And you hear the sound of the water like lapping when you're sleeping. Oh, against the against the hull. So it's right. very very like tiny. So everything is. Uh, where you're going to be has to be planned out. Yeah. And they're hard beds. They're not like the hammocks that you see that... They're wooden boxes. It's like a coffin with no top. So yeah, so we've got these wooden beds, but then they have, you know, a pad in them. That's when it was great for us to have the sleeping bag and the pillow because um, right then we're all very comfortable. So there are two, at least I know all the way in the bow, the front two cabins have four bunks in them. And so our family... And the other family that had a a young child, we got those, which is great. So all four of us could be in one cabin, which is awesome. You're at the front of the boat? All the way at the bow, yeah, the front. Is that noisier there because it's cutting through the waves? Perhaps. You know, I hadn't really thought about that. We really enjoyed the sound, like as we're trying to go to sleep, the sound of water lapping. It's a very distinct sound of that water lapping against the hull. It's right. very soothing. It's very, very nice. And none of you have any kind of motion sickness? I don't ever have any of that. Yeah. The rest of my family is yeah. You get in a car, you eat one McDonald's burger, and everyone's sick for hours. Like it's they're all sick all the time. And my face <laughs> of disgust right now. I know they just they let me down as humans. I love very them. disappointing. Very disappointing. A sickly family. Yeah, they take three steps anywhere. And they're (laughs) just nonstop. Did they get sick on the ship? No one. I don't think anyone actually, you know, vomited, but there was definitely some seasickness near the end of the cruise. We had some really choppy seas. So, yeah, so we get assigned a cabin. We put all our bags in there. And that's when the misery begins, you know, because, you know, I have an 11 and a seven year old. Yeah. And yeah, we expected the first day would be difficult, but it was probably 10 hours straight of just tears and screaming and fighting and nonstop just awfulness. Over what? Just being uncomfortable or new? Everything. Like we were told that this was going to be this family event with lots of kids. There's one other kid there. Oh. And then on top of that, it becomes clear that this is a booze cruise for couples. There are two families of eight excuse me, they're a family of, of five. So two families, you know, nine folks who are familyers. Yeah. And then the other 21 are 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40s, uh-huh. 50s, 60s, all couples, a couple singles who clearly came on to like meet people. Yeah. Oh, wow. And to drink. It's a booze cruise. Uh-huh. I don't think the crew was told the same story we were. They were very much like, this is our finale cruise. This is about us. Enjoying our last sail together for the summer. Oh, and we yeah. were on the boat with nothing obvious to do with the children. Yeah, no fun activities. When you get on the deck, there's no chairs. Everything you're doing is either leaning, lying, or balancing on some sort of ship equipment. There's no <laughs> Adirondacks, there's no you, everything yeah. is semi uncomfortable, and the deck is tarred. Yeah. So the crew's feet are black. Right. You don't even want to lay on the deck unless you you get to the point where they're at, where they're like, who cares? Yeah. We've just stepped out of civilization. We're not used to having tar all over our bodies. Right. And we're very much like confused and Ugh. want to be on board. And I'm, I'm
0: trying to figure out if you didn't do enough research or if they completely missed. God, it sounds
2: like fuel bashing it really is not going the way i
0: expected <laughs> right. no it just it just doesn't seem like it would be a thing for kids at all no. like i don't know why you would think it would be
2: yeah because that's what the ship's been known for for the last 60 years almost when they
0: go out with a whole kind of kid thing
2: right and then it's like well this is their finale cruise but now they're letting parents come on yeah. too oh my god Got that it. sounds amazing
1: fifth grade you're saying fifth grade yeah. right? And what is that age wise? 7 and 11. Yeah, 10 and 11. Yeah. Oh, OK. Because I'm thinking if it's like seventh grade, then I'm like, mm, I think I kind of understand why these kids are like still having a good time if they're in seventh grade and they're starting to like, oh, let's hang out. And yeah, right know now. More. Oh, and
2: so there's rules like that. They send you a package and there's like, listen, there's to be no intercourse. (laughs) Everything else is fine, but just no no. smoking (laughs) like it's very, you know, clear cut rules. And they usually have a couple parent chaperones. And we've known a couple dads, I think, who have been chaperones on it. Yeah. You know, they do like a two nights or maybe one night where they. That's all for the student version, Sean, not this booze. Which we just didn't know. And honestly, they didn't know either. They'd never done a finale cruise. They'd only done the kind of fifth grader thing. And then that's it. And this is for a week. Yeah. So this was a whole new project for them. We didn't know any of that. Though we asked questions, we didn't fully understand. So it's a rough day, right? We have nothing to do. And then on top of that, we were told to pack no food. And, you know, there's the chef and the cabin boy are working in the galley, you know, making dinner. Well, So the cabin boy is this really interesting young man who he's, I think, a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And we're now in our third week into September. So the crew works the whole summer on the ship. They're very tight, like eight or nine of them. Yeah, why isn't he back in school? His parents are like, this is an amazing opportunity. And he is the coolest kid you've ever met. You know, this like 16, 17 year old kid who's just like working in the kitchen, making food. And it's like, has missed the first three weeks of high school. Because his parents are like, no, 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 this is like super valuable for you. Like you have a job and you're cool. And he's just, it's totally awesome. But he can't count for shit because he's just not going to school. Yeah. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. So yeah, we talked about him going back to school the next week and he's like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. But he clearly just loved the whole summer. Yeah. His fingernails are filthy. His feet are filthy. He's handling all the food. And yeah. you're like, yeah. okay, all right, this is de-. OSHA would take issue, sure, but it's fine, doesn't matter, because this is old school and that's super cool. And the chef is shirtless all the time. <laughs> should cook, he be? Should he be? I don't, you know.
0: But I mean, he's a good, like, good-looking guy, built, you know, has a good oh. body.
2: Uh, oh, F- Phil, I'm sorry, but no, yeah, he's okay. Phil
1: wears a hairnet and nothing else.
2: Phil yeah. would laugh at you for even suggesting that. He got a great sense of humor. as a storyteller. Yeah. He is exactly what you would think of as a, just a sailor yeah. who's had decades and decades of sea shanty stories. Mm. He looks like he's in his 60s from all the cigarettes, but he's probably in his 50s. And, you know, he's just grizzled. And when he tells a story, he talks like this. But he's a fascinating guy. What kind of meals is, is Phil making for you guys? So Phil is making... Fantastic comfort food. The food is friggin' delicious. It's
3: fried chicken,
2: but it's fantastic fried chicken. Fried. With mashed potatoes.
3: Yeah. How's he doing this? That's dangerous with an open flame.
2: There isn't much open flame. It's all like so. This cast iron stove has a stovetop that's probably like 36 inches bigger than a normal stovetop. 36 by 24 inches. You know, there's a couple open flames, but there's also just huge areas where they can just put those big metal pots yeah, filled with oil or whatever they need.
1: Do you see him making any of this, Sean? Like, is it possible? Oh, yeah. Okay, I just figured, like, Uber Eats has a dinghy that's bringing in, yeah. like... You're like DoorDash
0: in, in the water. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you, see, you
0: see a KFC bag floating <laughs> by.
2: You see every step, and Chef has to go on island. So he's been doing this for so many years. Every place he goes, whenever he does this kind of work, You know, he also has to source all the materials. So he's the guy who goes into Stop and Shop, which is the local grocery store here or whatever, and has 10 carts behind him. Yeah. Because he's shopping for a week to feed 40 people. Yeah. He's buying, you know, like 100 pounds of chicken breast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I didn't ask you this.
2: Are you out of sight of land for the week? Uh, No, we don't go out into the ocean. The next ship will. This mostly stays in the Sound, which is the water between Martha's Vineyard and Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And there's some other islands, the um, Noshon Island and Cuddyhunk right. nearby. So we can always see land. with. And I, this finale cruise, apparently we cruised further than they had all summer because yeah. normally they're saddled with all these children. And the crew can barely run They just barely run the ship on their own. They actually need the assistance of the passengers to fold the sails. They do all the rigging and all the rope pulling, but some of the sails, you need like 10 people, 15 people, maybe even at times to kind of fold these huge, thick canvas sails and stuff.
0: So you're never further, like at sea, if you can see land, it's only like a mile or two away, right? Yes. Yes exactly right. yeah yeah at yeah. most steve you could swim three miles right oh yeah easy easy yeah, yeah. especially those waters they're real calm yeah. yes. right.
3: and they're As warm a, it's so warm so, so warm
0: jaws though i don't want to swim in
2: jaws water yeah it's mm-hmm. full of sharks yeah yeah i have deep fears of creatures of the deep i think it's what thalassophobia or thalassophobia, or whatever that whatever that is i have that in a rational fear in a deep swimming pool, I get, ah, ah, there's something's coming. It's ludicrous, irrational. I, and I grew up swimming. I was on a swim team, competitive, but. Very shallow water though. Yeah. If I can't see everything, I definitely get an irrational yeah. fear going. So yeah. Uh, but I wasn't concerned because the ship is so big and, and sharks, you know, like that thing, you only have to be faster than everybody else. Right. Like then, then.
3: <laughs> and there's
0: children on board.
3: Yeah. Two little charmers with you. So you're fine. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> exactly. so um we have these amazing guys making food and and the first day that the children are in tears and it's very difficult to console them yeah. keep them calm they want off the boat you know like they just don't want to be there and that's what we want to do we just want to throw them overboard <laughs> guys you got to understand so the heads there's no sinks yeah there's no <laughs> there's two heads you know bathrooms toilets yeah. And when you go in there, it's a plastic ring that I would say the opening diameter of the of the toilet ring is about six inches. We're used to 12 inches or something. That's what the standard American toilet, you know, this is six inches. Your jennies are going to be smashed against the edge of this thing if you sit down and do a number two. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, then the bowl is even tinier underneath yeah. that. And then the only way to flush it is a hand crank. And it takes <laughs> learning to do. So it's like pooping in a fishbowl with like a, a one-armed banded slot yes. machine. Yes, thank you, Dave. It's exactly, if you are pooping into a fishbowl, that one <laughs> gallon fishbowl. And then on top of that, there's a foot pedal that does one thing. So once you get off the toilet and everything's in there and you got to get rid of it, you got to put your foot on the pedal and that adds water. And then the pump pushes it out but you to time it's like driving a
0: manual transmission
2: no it's like flying a fucking helicopter
0: it yeah, awesome. it's yeah I'm,
2: I'm with dave on this one steve it's <laughs> harder than a manual a manual transmission makes sense to me this thing took me days yeah. to get and once again you are having fried chicken for dinner yeah. <laughs> we're having massive amounts of food yeah but that's the thing the only issue that first day is the food came really late Yeah, obviously, because it's the first day of transitioning stuff. So I've got kids just like losing their minds. Uh, I want to get off the boat. And I'm just like politely asking the chef, like, is there anything my kids could snack on? And he's just like, they'll just have to wait. And he's right. uh, Everyone has to wait. But it was a nightmare. But the toilets are awful. The heads are awful. The pumping. The kids are miserable. There's no sinks. There are two, you know, those old water pumps up on the deck with like a, a ceramic bowl underneath it. And that's your sink. You essentially pump water into it and you lather your hands with some soap and then you just pump the water or you can fill the bucket and dump it over your head if you want to kind of rinse your hair after swimming.
3: After you poop, where do you wash your hands? You have to go all the way up?
2: You have to go up the ladders. Oh my God. The decks. And then you have to go to these hand pumps which are actually right outside. The two heads have uh, skylights above them in the lower decks. They're right next to the galley and the and the mess. The mess is the dining area. They have these skylights that have these windows that kind of crank open like this. So those two kind of poop vents for all the smells that are right next to <laughs> yeah. the sinks. So every time you wash your hands, you know someone's probably in the head. And you just get real, the, you know how we're all kind of sensitive to being in a public place, pooping or peeing or whatever, you get real used to just people. Everybody's just making shits and pissing. Yeah. Yeah. Living like animals for a week. Yeah. It becomes very common. Yeah. Yeah. You just get used to it, but you do care when it's clogged because the pranking isn't working right, which is first day the bosun. So the bosun's like the first mate, he's just under the captain. He, you know, one time I had to come to him. I was like, I cranked and cranked and I cannot clean this out. And the toilet bowl was just filled with brown soup after. And I'm just mortified. I've spent 10 minutes trying to make this go away. Uh And I'm going in there with, before I go in to do my business, I'm coming in with a hand towel, wipes, hand sanitizer, flip-flops on i don't want to touch the ground the ground is like the floor is disgusting and i'm going in there and i'm so careful and i'm putting tp on the seat and i'm just like mm. dude three days later i i'm going hanging in there over the rip yep <laughs> i don't care at all yeah you, your whole mood changes you just get used to it and but i had to ask the bosun to go in there and he went in there Yeah, barefoot no gloves on And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he goes, "Uh, I'm going in there. It's going to be ugly. And then he just goes in and he shuts the door and locks it. Just like a real pro. Just a real camp. He goes in there. And
0: God knows what he did in there.
2: Right. (laughs) You got to blow into it. (laughs) He saw it. Yeah, which he definitely (laughs) saw. What I left behind was atrocious. You have
0: to siphon it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. It's like pulling gas
0: out of a tank.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's a delicate
1: art. Oh wow! And you guys paid some serious money for this trip.
2: We definitely got a a, a, a wonderfully discounted rate. A Groupon. You did a Groupon. Yeah. yeah. The rate that I shared earlier was I don't know. I think that I'm was... still liking it. I
0: still, I think this would be something I would like to do. Nope. I, again, the, the challenge of having children with you. Seems so complicated. That's the,
2: if Heather and I were just there on our own, she just yeah. wouldn't poop for a week. I'd be fine. <laughs> and we'd have a ball. Yeah. We'd have a ball. No, no, the children become the enormous handicap. And uh. we were disgruntled about the fact that we, it's not that we were misled. It's just seemed like no one really knew what it was going to be. Yeah. And we signed on for it. It was like, oh. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. We're still on day one. I know. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've burned a lot of time with you guys. So I'm sorry. We're, we're living this story in real time. It's great. <laughs> it
3: really is. Yeah. I have to teach tomorrow morning at seven 30. So if it okay. could be done by like quarter after seven, that'd be great. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll try and move on.
2: They also brought a videographer onto the boat. Yeah. They normally he'll come on and just do some promo material for them, but he was actually spending the night. So my wife immediately sniffed out like this guy and she was like, we are sailing away from the island. How are you getting back tomorrow? Ah, nice. My friend is a fisherman. He's coming out to get me. And this is a, a long boat ride to get to. We sailed all the way to another island called Cuddy which I would imagine by motorboat would take two hours, hour and a half, I guess, okay. for him to motor his way out there. And so Heather's like, my wife Heather's like, we're getting on that boat tomorrow. I was like, listen, we have to talk about that. That's a big deal. This is a tiny island. All these people live on this island. If we get off this boat, we will not live this down. Like we couldn't even make it one day and we're bailing. We paid all this money. There's so many dynamics going on right now. So many. Oh my. I was like, I I don't know if I can do that. So she's like, he's coming at 7 or 8 a.m. or something. He's coming to pick up the videographer on Tuesday morning because we got on Monday morning. And we're supposed to return Saturday evening or Sunday morning. I can't remember. Wow. Oh my God. It might as well be 20 45. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And my, But good for my wife. She's got after it. I was like, okay, we at least have an option. Okay. Yeah. And then so as night approaches, we get some food. And it's amazing. Like once we sit in the mess hall to all eat together, there's two, I think, 16 foot long tables and they have a ballast underneath them. Yeah. So imagine a table that is upside down T and at the bottom of the T there's lead weights so that when the boat is healing, the tables are always level.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Like, so when the
2: boat heals, the two, so sometimes you're eating and the tables like nipple level or even collarbone level. And other times it's belly button level, just based on how much the boat is healing. So the table's always level. So you can put all your food and your drinks on there. You don't have to worry that things are going to fall. That's great. We sit down to eat, and the ritual is that we sit down, the captain will tell a 30-minute story, uh, some sort of educational aspect, something about sailing, whatever. 30. Yeah, like a nice long, oh, excuse me, we'll eat, and then he'll do that afterwards. Oh, okay.
0: oh. Sorry. I'm hoping the boatswain washes his hands at some point. <laughs> yes, yeah.
2: the boatswain is, they're clean people. It's just we'll really, okay.
3: clean the toilet, they don't care. I thought the captain was telling instead of a prayer, he was telling a story, you know, before he puts the food down. And just when you're about to dig in, he launches into a 30 (laughs) minute story. I'm sorry. Yes. No.
2: (laughs) So we'll eat. There's a song that'll be sung before we eat, you know, a prayer. Everyone will share gratitudes. We'll all dig in. It's it's really a wonderful atmosphere with. 30 people or maybe 40 or whatever, all packed in. And then after that, it's time to get the kids to bed. And that's when we realized that the booze cruise really hits its stride. And everyone in the mess hall is just drinking like crazy. And we're packed into our cabins. It's like nine, 9.30. That's time to get kids to bed. Well, still at like midnight, they are rocking. And our cabin is eight feet away. It's close. And our door won't shut because the way the boat the wood has all sagged like our our door now so you can't shut it there's this huge metal hatch that they were forced to put in around the mess hall which was like a safety measure that the coast guard made them put in it's one of those ones with the big metal wheel to lock it shut and i'm like like 11 p.m. like trying to you know shut this huge squeaky door because they're seal not- them in the watertight container yes exactly <laughs> i just want my kids to go to bed and I'm oh. like, i am like, you know like i this has been a nightmare of a day like i haven't had fun for one second and as i'm shutting the door they're like you know the captain's noticing like yeah we don't shut this door this was like just put in for the coast guard to meet regulations like
1: mm.
2: no one shuts this door and i'm just like Okay, and I, you know, I can't my kids. So, we, in fact, we hear one couple like someone saying like, "I think there are people trying to sleep," and someone's like, "Well, oh, they're not now." <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus,
3: it's a dorm. You're living in a college dorm. Yes. Uh, With grown ass people. Somehow we go to sleep, and then you wake up at seven a.m. They
2: fire up the generator for an hour from seven a.m. to eight a.m. Oh, there's electricity. Just for one hour. There's a single light bulb in every room that's powered by batteries. Yeah. And that's the only thing that the generator does. Like, So like a gasoline-powered like Honda generator on the boat. Yeah, probably diesel or gas. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and uh the only- so, That's
3: so everybody can listen to Morning Edition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, yeah, it's up north.
0: So no screens, no iPads? The kids didn't bring any iPads, anything like oh, that? Oh, this no. is-
2: you were disconnected. Okay, because it's not a family cruise. And it's actually a booze cruise for adults. Everyone's brought all their cell phones. So all the uh, all the adults are just on their phones. Yeah, we coached our kids for weeks leading up to this that there'd be no, and they're looking around going like, are you kidding me? Like, what the, like, everyone's on their devices because none of the adults wanted to actually discuss. no, and
0: they all plug in for one hour a day and charge, charge up their phones. On.
2: Those batteries get charged, they actually last all day. So everyone can charge their phones all day long, and the lights in your cabin work. It's another reason for the kids to be, oh my able to God, live. it's just right. endless yeah. nightmares. Hmm. For us. But that generator fires up too because then it also runs the water pump, which is what they use to swab the deck. They take salt water and they just flood the decks and everything up top. And then you take a chamois and you wipe everything down to just kind of clean off the hole. But we did they do that every morning. So yeah.
0: All the vomit from the night before. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yep.
3: And the semen and all that stuff. Exactly. No right, no cause...
0: intercourse. No intercourse, Jess. No, I meant the
3: sea, the seamen do it. Oh, seamen. The, the men of the Got sea. It. I Sorry. meant. Sorry. That's what I meant. That was on me. That was on me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There were couples that were removed from having sex on the bowsprit, which the bowsprit is that thing that shoots out on the front of the boat. It's That's where you're going to do it. Yeah. You're having sex on the balcony. You
0: know why? Right there. I'm going to guess that they were probably in their early thirties, mid thirties. Titanic. Because
3: it's Titanic, Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. absolutely. I'm the king of the world. Impale me, Jack. Okay. <laughs> I've decided we cannot
2: list fuel. We can't. Now I've shared too much. We cannot. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just now recognizing like. You realize you power. can't share this with your
3: friends. Call them sale instead and no, we'll know who they are. No one listens to this podcast, right?
1: Yeah. Just our families. Okay. But we are all fuel families.
2: so. No, no, no. I just realized I'm going to be in really hot water. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, all right. Where was I? So the videographer the next morning, uh, we decide this is a bad idea for us to. Wow. To get off. So, so. I tell the and the videographer comes up to me and says, hey, I, there's someone on the boat that was looking to get off. And I was like, that's my wife. We're not doing it. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: You got to come up with a good lie. Like one of the kids uh, has an allergy or a piano recital you forgot yeah, about. We or... left
0: the insulin back on shore. Uh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Everyone
3: yeah. would see. Right. I'm not a good enough liar to pull. Grandparent that emergency something,
2: something. So we tell them, and we have to keep the children hidden because Everest is so, my son Everest is so cognizant of how awful this is. And that if any boat comes near us, he's ready to lean off the side (laughs) of the decks and be like, I I need a ride. I need, you know, like that. Mutiny. We had to keep them hidden while this boat pulled up for like 45 minutes. And I kept like waiting, like, dude, go, go. Had you decided with Heather, like,
0: we're not doing it? Or was she still hoping to go?
2: No, neither one of us wanted to do it. But what we were really faced with was we had another family that we were good friends with
0: wow.
2: who had decided to do this with us. Yeah. And they hadn't invited any other families. They were just so keen on us. And we were really keen on them that we were like, yeah, well, let's do this together.
0: And their kids were there.
2: Yes. Yes their their child the one child that's one the kid the others yeah, are yeah. adults or the others are teenagers way more so you adult. felt
0: badly we're you're like we're not gonna leave them we're, we're not gonna leave
2: them that would be and then on top of that it's a small island Martha's Vineyard and yeah. like way a lot of these people are from Martha's Vineyard and and I don't want to be that guy who forever is like oh yeah no they yeah I don't know what's wrong with them but they couldn't hack it. And so instead just, you're the guy who clogged the shinner. On, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't mind being the guy who clogged yeah. the shitter. I have no yeah. problem with that. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't know where
0: the story is going, but if this was a movie script, this is a perfect device because you're given an out, yeah, in like the first yeah 30 minutes of the movie, and you make the decision to stay. Yes, take it, take it. It's really, it's it, yeah, it has it's great, it builds tension beautifully because it makes you completely responsible for the outcome yes exactly whatever it is no it's
2: good yeah all you writers out there go ahead take that one so we decide to stay and then i talk to the bosun and i say listen and the first mate like listen i you know we thought it was going to be something else is there anything you could do for us and the first morning that first morning then they did some like like not and like lessons about lines and sales with the kids oh. and then they played an improv game with them i don't remember what improv game we played but of course i dominated yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course i won uh, i won the improv no i think game. i was second i think i took a dive at the end to oh, you know, smart good guy but they they really like were like okay this family needs help yeah, And then the mood completely changed with the kids. They like got on board. Would you say it was a sea change? Oh boy. Clear sea change. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a good use the word sea change. Mm. You're okay. not, <laughs> not in agreement. We then went out to Cuddy Hunk, which is this neighboring island, which has like, like nothing on it, but just some residential housing. And we did a little hike exploration.
0: Oh, you got off the
2: boat. We got off the boat. They they took us on the yawl, cool the dock, and my kids loved that. We went for a hike, which they love. So, oh, that's the other thing. When you're on the boat, it's also a week of like no act, no exercise. Yeah, you can like walk in circles on the deck, but you're constantly in someone's way.
0: It's like prison exercise, you know, push ups and sit ups. Yeah,
2: and boning. <laughs> and boning. That's where the best exercise comes in
0: getting off the island or getting off the boat and exploring the island it sounds like the tide is turning
2: <laughs> oh very <laughs> oh, nice. No? yeah no? okay <laughs> after a sea change it's a little bit tough yeah to where are you going to go for a there. second all right so everyone has a good time we explore Cutty Hunk. we get back on the boats the kids are now having a nice time and the crew has clearly like put in some effort to kind of be there for the kids to like even though they're clearly on their finale cruise and they just want to chill a lot. Yeah. So um things get great. And when one of the guys, Mike, who's this amazing rigger who, you know, he goes up into the crow's nest and is constantly rigging the topsails. The topsails are the, the, the two big masts that go up. Then there's the T's that cross. Those mm-hmm. are the top sails, the topsails. And so he's up there rigging those all the time. So he climbs all the way up and he rigs up a rope swing. Oh yeah. yeah, And he actually, takes a piece of wooden dowel and he takes a piece of rope and actually like reweaves it and builds it into a Y to build a rope swing. But you know, like, like yeah. the way a sailor would, there's no clasps, There's he just actually yeah. does it all with rope. And it's really impressive. And, and he builds this great rope swing and the kids are jumping off the bowsprit which is that spear off the front of the ship. So you mean the sex room? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the honeymoon
0: suite <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah the sex room
2: luckily we didn't know about that until much later in the trip so we felt oh okay okay so the kids are jumping off that and that's like 10 to 12 feet off you know the uh the surface of the, the ocean. ocean yeah so, yeah and the rope swing sends you probably 40 probably maybe even awesome. 50 feet yeah. You get a huge swing and you're up 12 feet. And so I'm super excited to try that. And my kids are getting in the ocean and everyone's swimming. And and one woman who's, I think she's probably in her late 50s, she actually goes swimming and, and uh, the, the tide is moving really quickly. So she goes in to swim and she just kind of like moves really fast and can't get back to the ladder. You lose her. Okay. She actually calls out for help and I wasn't around for that. I came up you know from my cabin
0: during the memorial service (laughs)
2: yeah it's one less person to shit
3: (laughs) (laughs) and it's more food for y'all well this woman
2: is is you know visibly shaken and like later as the week went on we learned like this was a huge scary moment for her where she lost control and like she felt like she could die and yeah. she had to like cut through pride and ask for help and that's scary cuz it's just swimming right like yeah. what's the big deal but like this was scary for her and and so that got my mind thinking about my kids i got to really keep an eye on them in the water and and so i'm i'm super excited about this rope swing too because i get to show off some of my dives which Uh, You know, I was not a trained diver or anything. Right, I remember. I remember hearing you talk about diving before. How do I know this? Right, I was a swimmer for years. Okay. Then, when my kids got of age, where we could start going to like public pools, back in you know the suburbs of Philadelphia, there was this one pool in Swarthmore that we went to that had this awesome diving board, and when when I would go off the diving board. I would see these 12 year olds who were on the dive team who would do these like triple Lindy spin, you know, just all kinds of like a mate. And so I'd be standing in line for the diving board, the only adult, like no <laughs> one, I'm the only dude, like everything's <laughs> all children, but I'm, I'm prideless. So I'm like, Hey, how do you, how do you do that? How do you make that like kind of twisty thing? And they would explain it to me and then they would coach me and i found myself starting to kind of invent my own ways of diving off and one of my favorite things to do is um i think it might be a reverse pike dive uh huh yeah i jump up and i throw my feet upward yeah in front of me you do a
0: backflip basically and i yeah.
2: keep my hands pointed up and then as i go up i point my hands back down and i keep me and i go into a dive yeah it's really fun it's really freeing it's fun. great and one of the most exciting moments of my life was after doing one of those at, at the Swarthmore pool, this woman came up to me and said, oh my God, are you going to join the Swarthmore senior dive team? And I was like, <laughs> I'm not a diver. And she was like, but you're so good. Damn. And I just, I melted. I was just like. <laughs> you know. I'm
0: picturing like these
3: 85 year old people. Yeah. Yes. Doing dives.
2: And but they were like, but he's so good. You, you must be a trained diver.
3: You're a asking. ringer for the Swathmore senior dive team. Yeah, exactly. I just get <laughs> coaching from the 12-year-olds. So I did this off
2: the rope swing. You did a reverse pike off of a moving yeah, swing. So, so I'm holding the rope, right? The dowel on the rope swing. Yeah. Just I lift myself up and point my feet up, and I do a handstand yeah cool and then I release and I just and I just drop into a dive and it looks it was super sweet and I was very I was very excited to share that that I could do that and uh and I I saw the young crew were like Yo, how did you do that? And that was—it felt really good, right? Yeah.
0: Right. It was because you're the dorky dad who brought his kids on the boat. I'm the
2: dorky. Yeah. Got a spare tire around the waist. No,
0: and he's complaining about the noise during the party, and. But now you've dominated improv. You've dominated (laughs) diving. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You're kicking ass. Day two is
2: awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Really great. So I do yeah, I do that. I'm very excited. We have we just have a great, great night. We figure out we need to get earplugs. We get earplugs for the whole family and we get in a groove and the next couple of days are awesome the kids really embrace the whole experience i start painting while i'm on the deck and like making artwork you brought your materials yeah i brought some watercolors and uh
0: oh so you did overpack
2: somebody over canvases
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a stretcher and an easel you know yeah so we we, we have a really good time it's great we leave Cuddy Hunk and we sail back to Martha's Vineyard, but we actually dip out of the sound and out into the Atlantic and things get super choppy. Yeah, yeah. And this is when everybody gets seasick.
0: Not um, you, though.
2: Not me. I'm painting away. Uh, <laughs> and Someone says, one of the crew members says, man, it'd be so cool if we saw a whale. No joke. Two minutes later, a minky whale like breaches up right next to us and splashes into the water and everyone's taking pictures and freaking out and, and sean's already painted it i yeah i've already got it
0: i'm wondering what a minky whale is what's a minky
2: whale so a minke whale is an unusual whale it doesn't have
0: it has a stole.
2: <laughs> no yeah yes no it's, it's like real rounded on the it's snout it's okay. just looks like the end of a torpedo or something that's all i saw i haven't looked it up online but but still beautiful to see. We have this amazing time. And then we get back to the south side of Martha's Vineyard. So our harbor is on the north side. So we're good, like two and a half to three hour sail from the south side, just maybe even four or five hours. I don't really recall to go from one end to the other. So then we get into Menemsha, which is a beach on the southwestern side. And We stay there in the harbor, have a great night. And the next morning rope swings pulled out again. And I'm just super excited to, to get on the rope swing, get the kids out swimming. And I'm excited to do my dives again. And I get a little caught up in my, my hubris maybe. And uh, Uh very windy. And as I swing out, I'm not in the greatest position because I'm kind of headed towards the boat.
0: (laughs) And are people watching you? Like, is it, clear oh you're yeah
2: doing... i'm the dive machine yeah like, i'm the guy who could do these things that no one else can do uh, i have to put my foot on the side of the boat to keep myself from hitting it right and i should have just pushed off and dropped but i was like nah i can still salvage this and i swing back and i hit my knee against the side of the boat and that's right where there's this super rusty metal bolt oh, oh. And then I drop in. Everyone's like, let go for crying out loud. And I drop in and I'm in the ocean. And I was like, that didn't hurt too much. But I, you know, I lift up my knee and I can just see white being the bone. Oh, uh.
3: I went right through to the kneecap.
0: And all of a sudden, fins (laughs) start to appear around in the water.
3: And the music, and that music starts and you just know. Yeah, there's there's like a handful of people around me and
2: I can see the bone. I've never looked at a wound and seen white, you know? I don't think I have, yeah. And it's not even adrenaline or anything that's... Because it's
0: also underwater, so all the blood's being like washed away.
2: Yeah, well, it turns out mostly it's synovial fluid like or whatever, because it is in the joint of the knee, which I don't think there's a lot of blood in there actually. Mm -mm. Then I'm like, oh God, I gotta get to the ladder. I come up the ladder.
1: Did you look at the lady that was having problems swimming before and just give her a look like, I mean, I was fine.
3: You see what I did to myself? She was looking at him like, you dumbass. What the hell?
2: Yeah. Dove into the side of the boat.
3: More than anything,
2: that's exact. Jesse, you hit it. I was in the water thinking, I'm such a dumbass. Like, I can't believe I'm out on this boat. There's no like serious way to handle a medical situation like this we are many 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 hours away the whole ship will have to be diverted with i've now affected the destiny of yeah
0: they have tools they have a coal a coal burning stove yep and some rope so (laughs) like the medical (laughs) the medical situation could be handled but it's not going to be pretty and Dave also
1: an improv game. They also have an improv game. Oh, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. That's right.
3: If you've ever seen Deadliest Catch, they've dealt with way worse than this. Yeah. Okay, way worse. Yeah. So you'll you'll be fine.
2: As a dad with a spare tire and two children, I didn't have any of that perspective. I just was like, God, I've ru- I've like I don't know how this is going to end up, but I've yeah. I've ruined a trip for a bo- a lot of people. So I I come up the ladder and I have to tell people. And later I learned that my wife, Heather, as soon as she got wind that something went wrong, she hid in our cabin because she has vasovagal, which is, are anyone familiar with vasovagal? No, feet, so, no. blood, right? Yeah, it's the kind of people who see blood and they just Oh, really? Had any shots or anything like that. And there was oh, a wow. last guy on the boat who later commiserated with my with heather uh, you know uh, regarding vasovagal and how they're as soon as they're like oh my god i gotta go i gotta like someone's yeah. bleeding i'm gonna go somewhere else they can't be around it oh, so wow. she went and hid and my kids start freaking out they think i'm dying yeah and i have to ask the captain very calmly i'm just like and there isn't that much blood but i can see the bone like i could put my finger on it the hole is like an inch and a half
3: yeah, there's not a lot of sanitary conditions on that boat. I wouldn't put my finger on the bone. Too much. <laughs> well, at that point, though, not after climbing that ladder
0: or flushing that toilet.
3: No. Yeah. <laughs> but at that
2: point, my whole knee joint, I could feel my knee joint was full of seawater. So your joint, your yeah. knee joint is separate from the rest of your leg. And some doctor would probably correct me, but it's like a bag that's yeah. filled around your knee, filled with like fluid for filled with all the right stuff it needs to you're work you talk about the
0: patella where the patella is floating around
2: yeah yeah that okay. like that isn't connected to the the skin wrapped around your calf or your quads like there's like a a seal there or something okay. because i can feel my knee the skin around my knee is like a bag filled with ocean
3: water oh, oh, man <laughs> you're going to have bone on bone in about 5 minutes Grinding, just grinding when you're walking because that seawater is going to leak out.
2: Exactly. Right. And you think about the 8 trillion critters that are now in my body. Yeah. So, yeah. So I say to the captain, I was like, I- I'm I'm so embarrassed. I-, I think I have to go to the ER. And luckily we're anchored. The yeah. conditions were not, there was no wind. He was like, I don't think we're sailing today. I think we have to stay anchored here off this beach because there's no wind. So, I'll take you in on a dinghy for y'all. And then we'll have someone meet you and take you to the ER. And there's only one hospital on the island. And so my wife and kids were really freaked out and they came with me and we left all our stuff on the boat. Wait, all your, all your sleeping bags? Yeah. All our sleeping bags and clothes. Like they just brought the essentials, right? And paint (laughs) and easels. I deserve all of this.
3: And cases of liquor just in case, because you don't know. It's a hospital. (laughs)
2: So they take me to the ER, I'm barefoot, I'm filthy, I've tar up my ankles. And my kids and my wife get dropped off at home. We were on this boat that we, you know, we couldn't wait to get off of. Right. Now I'm in the ER. And Heather and I are talking about how we still have two days left. And we don't want to not get back on we we're actually fighting to get back on the boat because we finally it isn't until the third day that you've gone without electricity and screens that you all of a sudden wake up. Yeah. That truly happened to me on the third day where even I was like, okay, like I'm living in the present moment. And I bet when you get to 10 days, you then reach some new level of self-actualization where you go. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, this is how it's supposed to be.
3: That's why that kid didn't want to go back to high school. You know? And that chef stayed on the boat for 40 years.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So we couldn't wait to get back on. And I went to the ER. They gave me, I think, four or five stitches. They gave me a tetanus shot. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. My tetanus shot was totally you know, defunct from 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. yeah, it was
0: like an 80-year-old rusty boat just cut your leg open. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. Was, that was why my kids thought I was going to die. And so, yeah, tetanus shot, x-rays, whatever. I got all fixed up. The kids got in a handful of screen time. They all finally got to poop and <laughs> showered. And then they met me and we all got back on the boat. Yay, and, um, that's awesome. And we did two more glorious days. We had some of the greatest sailing. Yeah. It was oh, the great. weather the whole week was amazing. We made you know, lifelong friends with that other family. You
0: couldn't swim anymore. You had stitches. You were out of the water. At I this point.
3: Stitches,
2: band aid. Yeah.
3: And I'm not going in the water anymore. No right. more. How did your improv suffer? Did it suffer?
0: Yeah. He started every scene with a
3: limp. <laughs> yeah. Really he was a pirate. He was now, always a pirate. And <laughs> now,
2: anytime <laughs> I see anybody from that boat, they go, How's the knee doing? You know, like Aww. that's the opening. Until they hear this. Oh, yeah. And then they'll be Burn like, <laughs> oh, now I know who you really are. You're an asshole. That was such a good journey, dude. That yeah, was so I, much fun. That was great, dude. Oh, was it? Good.
0: Okay. it yeah. was fun. Great. I feel like I watched a movie just now. I really yeah. do.
3: Like Titanic. Are you the king of yeah. the world, Dave? Are you the king of the world? I'm the king of the world. <laughs> you know who
0: lost out? The videographer. Uh, One day. Yeah. And all he saw was the grumpy Roach family. <laughs> <laughs>